Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Good afternoon, and welcome to Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sunday. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and we're so grateful that all of you were able to join us today. We know that this is a busy season for everyone. Even the devil is busy, as he usually is. But saints, we're busier in the Lord. Amen? Amen. We are so happy that you decided to wake up and join us. Amen? It wouldn't be the same without you. So we're going to thank the Lord for Holy Communion in a couple of minutes. But before that, we're going to thank him for bringing us through this past week. There's been a lot of opposition in the spirit realm, and I know why. But nonetheless, we're moving forward in Christ. And we're fulfilling the Great Commission. Amen? We're taking the gospel to those who will receive it with our candy. Amen? Amen. Amen. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord, he is good. And so we want to thank the Lord for this opportunity to witness. Amen? Amen. The devil's not going to like it, but that's just his problem. It's not our problem. We're going to witness. We got our track, and we got our little candy. Where I put mine? See? Got my track. Got my candy. And when I bless them with the candy, I bless them with the word of God. Amen? So we want to thank God that he gave us this opportunity to actually obey the word. Amen? To actually obey the word. We're supposed to be the ones that are telling people, come to Jesus. Well, we got a way to do it, in a sweet way at that. So we're going to thank the Lord and all the leftover candy we're going to donate to somebody down the street, aren't we? Praise the Lord. (laughs) Okay, y'all, I heard that. (laughs) All the leftover candy. (laughs) We're going to donate to somebody's. Wonderful cause down the street, not in our house. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, Lord, each of us has lost a pound or so as we've done all these fasts, and we're not trying to pack it back on. Amen. Amen. Because we're going to make room for holiday, aren't we? Amen. So we're going to we're going to wisely decide what goes in our mouths. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Now, Father. We're going to repent in advance for gluttony. This is the season where gluttony comes by and visits almost everybody, Lord. And so we're going to repent of that in advance. And we know that you're going to help us to walk in self-control. And so we want to thank you for the control, for the courage, for the stamina and strength that we'll have to do what you would have us to do. It's one of those places where we have to overcome, Lord, and we have to choose to overcome. It's one of those places we have to overcome, and we have to choose to
to overcome. It's not going to fall out of the sky. We have to use our will. And that's the way it is with everything else, Lord. That's the way it is with everything else. That's the way it is with everything else. We have to choose to overcome. We have insecurities. We have to choose to overcome. We have carnality. We have to choose to overcome. God is ready to deliver us, but we have to choose. Amen? We have to choose. We can't just do what we've been doing. That's not what he wants. And we want to know that when we take our last breath, that we're going directly into his presence, don't we? Amen. We want, my uncle passed away with a smile on his face. How do I know? In the coffin, he had this big old smile on his face. He had a nice white suit on. He was looking sharp. <laughs> we went to the funeral home to, to, see, to view the remains, and he was looking good. I said, good goodness, he looked better in death than he did when he was alive. And he had a smile on his face. And his caretaker was sitting there trying to cross. I said, come here. I want you to see something. So I walked her back up to the coffin. I said, look at him. I said, he's happy. He's got a smile on his face. She said, yes. I said, so why are you crying? And she had to stop. I said, see, he went into the presence of the Lord. He's got this big old smile. Now, so what are you crying for? He's not crying. He's happy. He's celebrating. We're supposed to celebrate too. Amen? So we're going to celebrate these souls that are going to be affected by our witness. Amen? Because we're ambassadors for Christ. Yes, we are. We are ambassadors for Christ. We've been called and ordained to be his ambassadors in this world. And people won't know about Jesus until they meet Christians, till they can see it, till they have some interfacing, some contact. We can stay home and pray all we want, but we have to put hands and feet to these prayers sometimes. Sometimes you got to open your mouth and say something to somebody. Sometimes you have to smile. Sometimes you have to show them what Jesus would do. Amen? Amen. So we know that there are people who don't have, well, maybe children or not too many people at all living around them. Well, you pray for us and you get in and do some good old-fashioned warfare. But for those of us that there's at least one human being In our neighborhood, we're going to spread the gospel. Amen? Amen. We're going to take these tracts, and we're going to share them. We're going to let them have their candy so they can giggle at us and we don't care. But we're giving them the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the Holy Spirit is ready to take our little offering, our little candy, and our little tract, our little offering to the Lord. And our little courage and boldness to make a difference in somebody's life. And so we're a willing offering. Amen? Amen. We're a live sacrifice. 
fully and acceptable unto God. Amen? Amen. We are not about what the devil's about. We've turned it around, and we're doing what Jesus would do. We're reaching out to the lost. Amen? Amen. Amen. So God is so good. He is such a blessing, and he's blessing us with the opportunity to do what he did. He went about doing good, and we're going to go about doing good too. Amen? Amen. 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 You see, somebody will come and ask us a question about Jesus sooner or later. They'll do something to try to get our attention. Why? Because we gave them something they like, candy and a question. What are you going to do about what this track says? What about it? And the Holy Spirit isn't going to let them forget it either. Amen? It'll be right there in their memory. And when God is ready to to use it to bring them to him, it'll be there. Why? Because we planted a seed. And we're expecting a crop. We plant the seed, God waters it, and he gives the increase. Amen? Amen. So that's what we're going to do. So, Lord, we thank you for the strength and the courage to do what you called us to do. We are the saints of God. We are living. We're a living body. Amen? Amen. So God is coming alongside. You know, you can ask God to go with you. Lord Jesus, would you come with me? I have to give out the candy and the traps now. Come with me. It'll be fun. It'll be an adventure. You'll enjoy it. He'll teach you how to win souls. He says, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Well, that means your feet have got to move at some point. Amen? Amen. He says, follow me. In order to follow, you got to move. Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Well, we're going to follow him. The Holy Spirit's going to show us. There's somebody in our congregation who didn't even know what a track was. So I sent some to this person. And then God showed this person where to pass them out. See, if you start, he'll get you going. He'll get you going. He said, well, there aren't any children. I said, big children like candy, too. If the candy industry were dependent upon little children, it would have gone out of business a long time ago. Why? Because there are more adults than there are children. Adults is what keeps the candy industry going. Amen? It's the grown-ups who eat the candy, too. Amen. Amen? Amen? So it doesn't matter what size the child is, share the love. Share the gospel. Amen? Share the word of God. It will make you happy inside. I guarantee it will. It really will. Joy will spring up in your soul. You will find that joy of your salvation all over again. And obedience has a way of bringing extra blessings. It really does. 
And if you decide, Lord, I'm going with you, I'm going to do what you say do, you'll find out he's right there with you. Amen? Somebody said that I don't think we ought to go outside on Halloween. And I didn't say anything at the time, but let me tell you the facts. The facts is all of my life I've been going outside. It didn't matter what day it was. Unless it was a storm and I couldn't get outside, I went outside. No spirit is going to tell me that I can't come outside because it's outside, okay? It's just not going to happen. I'm going outside. I don't care if I just have to put the trash out. I'm going outside. You got it? And I'm going to continue going outside until Jesus takes me home. And that's the way it is. I have power and authority over the devil. And I've got a lot of power and a lot of authority. And nothing shall by any means hurt me. Well, that that same scripture applies to you. But you won't know you have power and authority till you decide to use it. So now when you decide that you're finally going to use it, you'll find out you have a whole lot more than you thought you had. Well, what if somebody says something to me that's not nice? Well, they do that anyway. It doesn't matter what day it is, they do that. So moving right along, amen? Moving right along. Step right over that and go on to the next thing. I'm joyous in Jesus. The enemy doesn't like it, but I don't care what he thinks. He did not hang on the cross for my sins. Uh, you got it? Not the enemy? Are you, are you cool? She said she's chilling a little bit. Not, not anybody. Nobody has any blood to wash my sins away but Jesus. So their opinion, you know where it goes, over there in that circular bin called the trash can. They don't have any blood to wash my sins away, so their opinion really doesn't rate. I've got the opinion I need. He hung on the cross for me. He became sin for me, and you too. And that's the opinion that matters. So I am so happy. I'm looking forward to this with great anticipation. I thought about it when I was in the shower this morning, and I figured out. My next-door neighbor is on crutches, so he can't get away from me. So I can move faster than him now. He's got casts on both legs. So I know I can outrun him. So I got him. That's the way that is. (laughs) Amen? I know I got him. He can't move. (laughs) So I'm going to have fun. In my neighborhood, I'm going to chase those little ugly stray cats away because they run from me anyway (laughs) because I know what's in them, and they know I know it too. And there's this great big old new dog on the street that this lady was walking. It's great. I don't even know what kind of dog it is, okay? And I opened the garage, and um, then I opened the front door. And this dog was there. I said, what are you doing here? 
And he looked at me like I came to see you. I went, no, you didn't. I'm not your mama. I don't feed you. Go home to your own house and your own mama. I am not your mama. I'm not your sister. I'm not your grandmama You belong to that lady around the corner. Go find her and let her feed you. <laughs> so he, he went on down the street. But, you know, God loves all of his creatures that he made including mosquitoes. I don't know why he has such a love for them, but, you know, he didn't ask my opinion when he made them either. God loves his creatures, and he loves the people that he made. He loves Hamas. He loves the Palestinians. He loves the Jews. He loves the people in Ukraine. He loves everybody else. He loves the people in Russia. He loves us, even though we're doing terrible things. He loves us. So let's have some love in our hearts. Amen? Amen. They say they will know, the Bible says they they will know that we are Christians by our love. So let's share some love and some smiles and some Jesus. Amen. Amen. Some love and some smiles and some Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise God. So, Heavenly Father, we've done some things and said some things and thought some things that just weren't right. And we knew they weren't scriptural when we did it, but we were having an attitude. And so we are repenting for that attitude. And the the grumbling and and the fault finding and the, I just don't like this, Lord. You know, the whole program, we repent, we were wrong. It's not the devil's fault, it's our fault. We know better. We're more mature in Christ. We know three scriptures that tell us we are wrong. So, we ask for your mercy, Father. Encourage us where we're weak. Strengthen us. Give us what we need to be all that you called us to be. Amen. We are committed to you, Lord. We love you, and we thank you that the blood of Jesus washed all of our sins away. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So, Lord, whatever we forgot to do, or we didn't do it the right way, or whatever the situation was, or we held on, Lord, to a grudge a little too long, you know, longer than one second. And we forgot to forgive somebody because we still had our mouth poked out. Whatever it was, Lord, we ask you to forgive us, and we thank you, Lord. Help us to overcome in that place where we faltered, Lord. Help us to be strong where we have been weak. Help us to open ourselves up to your grace, to the power of God in us, causing us to will and to do of your good pleasure. Amen. 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 Now I'm going to give you a second to say to the Lord whatever you want to say.
For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, thank you, Lord, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Partake of the bread. After the same manner also, he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. We thank you, Lord. Partake of the cup. Thank you, Lord. For as often as you eat this bread, And drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation. To himself Not discerning the Lord's body For this cause many are weak and sickly among you And many sleep For if we would judge ourselves We should not be judged But when we are judged We are chastened of the Lord That we should not be condemned with the world Amen Thank you Lord Thank you. Thank you for Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, oh, Lord, we love you. Oh, love the Lord, O oh ye his saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. Mm. All ye that hope in the Lord. I would hope that that's everyone, that we're all actually hoping in the Lord because he is our source of hope. We can't look for it everywhere else because it's not there. It's found in him and in him alone. Father, we thank you that you always give us the courage to face life circumstances and to make positive changes. Lord, we hope in you, and we place our complete and unswerving trust in you. Thank you for giving us the courage to always be strong. Through the courage you are imparting to us, we know that you will make us swifter than an eagle and stronger than the strongest lion. Thank you for this promise, Father, and for all the promises of your word. Father, you are a strength of our lives. Therefore, we will fear no one and no situation 
that might appear to rise against us. We thank you that no weapon which is formed against us will ever prosper. Be with us, Lord, and enable us to become a mighty servant of valor in the same way that you empowered Gideon and other warriors of God. Thank you for your promise that we will be strong in you and in the power of your might. Thank you, Father, for taking our fear and replacing it with your courage, because your strength at work in our lives, Lord, we will not fear. We know it is your good pleasure to give us your kingdom. Knowing that you are always with us, we are able to mock at fear and never walk in fear again. Encourage us, Lord, as we seek your faith and stand upon the promises of your word. Your word is truth, and you are our mighty buckler because we trust in you. Thank you for your courage, Father. Amen. Amen. I know none of you have ever needed courage. I'm sure that, you know, you are such stalwart saints and your faith is so strong that you have never needed courage. You've never come upon any situation that was even the slightest way intimidating. Not even, it didn't shake you not even a little bit. You never got nervous. You never wondered how it was going to turn out. None of those things have ever happened to you. So I'll have to talk to myself for a while because you're just beyond all of that, right? (laughs) Okay. None of you have ever had any medical condition where the doctor says, you know, this could kill you. You've never done that. And so even if he did, you just said, well, that's okay, and went on out the door and paid him. You didn't think or pray or cry, none of that stuff. You didn't go through that. You're so brave and strong and tall. Isn't that right? Okay, that's not right. We'll try again. So today's sermon is about you. You choose. It's your choice. You get to make the choice. I've been talking to you for four and a half years plus because I'm just starting, you know, the four and a half part when I became the pastor. I really started talking to you and praying for you all those years before. You choose. You make the decision. You analyze it. You come to the conclusion. You do it. You can do that. Amen? You can do that. So, the Bible says that God has given us a will, and he has. It's a strong thing. Why? Because it's supposed to help propel us through life. That's right. We have a will. We can decide to do something. We can decide to love someone, and we can decide not to love someone. We can taste food and decide that we want it or that we don't want it. We can go somewhere and decide that we don't want to go there again, or we can't wait till we get back. We have the power of choice and decision. And that makes us different from a lot of the rest of God's creation. 
God gave it to us on purpose. He doesn't want puppets. He doesn't want puppets. He wants people that made up their mind, came to their conclusion, and decided this is it. He wants decision makers, not puppets. Not told, okay, lift your hand. Okay, put your hand down. Okay, turn to this page. Okay, don't turn to that page. You know, you've been there. But you see, you've got to want to do what you do for Christ. That's right. You've got to want to do what you do for Jesus. You have to decide, this is what I want to do for the Lord. This is what I want to do. I want to glorify him doing this. I want to serve him doing this. I'm not going to do this and this because that won't glorify him. Amen? Everybody gets to make a decision. You decide if you want Jesus in your heart. You decide if you want the Holy Spirit. You decide if you want the gift of tongues released in your life. You decide. Nobody can do that for you. You decide if you're going to continue following the Lord. You decide if you're going to obey the unction of the Holy Spirit or if you're going to pretend you don't know who he is. You make these choices. So today we're going to talk about you choose. You do it. Saints, as a part of our growth and development in Christ, the Lord often engineers or allows situations as tests. You know, we're going to get tested. Here you come and learn all of this, and he's never going to test and see if you really learned it or if you just sat there and went, uh-huh, amen, uh-huh, amen, uh-huh, amen. Mm-hmm. You know, think about it. Judas went to all of Jesus' revival meetings. He went to every single one. He was there to see blind eyes open, deaf ears, people come from the dead. He saw it all. He was right there in the throes of it all. And while the whole thing was going on, he's busy stealing the money out of the treasure. Real strange guy he was. And then he makes decisions that lead him to betray Jesus. He made those decisions. He made those choices. He opened himself up to that. And very much in the same way we make choices too. Amen? Now, the person that didn't have too much say in the matter, I don't think, was Judas's mom. She gave birth to him thinking he was going to be a wonderful Jewish man and on and on. You know. But this this betraying Jesus bitch, she didn't plan that in, I don't think. She didn't plan that. She didn't have full control over that. Somebody else did. But still, when she left this earth, she was still Judas Iscariot's mom. Amen. So remember that, saints. You don't have control over everything your children or your grandchildren or your family members do. 
You can stand in the gap. You can fast. You can pray. You can believe God. But they have they have to say, they have to decide. I want Jesus in my life. We give them every opportunity we can. We stand with the Lord, believing for them, but they have to make that choice. This is a whosoever will faith, not whosoever got browbeat, no, whosoever will. Amen? And it, it stays that way because Jesus doesn't want puppets. He wants people who are willing and obedient. Amen? So, one of the most compelling choices in Scripture is found in Joshua chapter 24. Joshua chapter 24, beginning with verse 14. I'm going to show you that God really wants you to make decisions the right way. Joshua chapter 24, and we're going to verse 14. Joshua chapter 24, and we're going to verse 14. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. No hypocrisy. No say one thing and do something else. Serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt. And serve ye the Lord. Verse 15. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve. Choose you this day whom ye will serve. You choose. You choose. Everybody's got to make a choice. Amen? God says to us all clearly, now therefore fear and reverence the Lord and do serve him only in sincerity and truth. Get rid of all of those situations and idols that you look to help to help you and save you and choose to serve the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to put away your past and to obey the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Do you realize we have to make this choice all the time? This isn't a one-time choice. I know a lot of Christians thought it was a one-time choice. Mm-hmm, for some people it is. But it's actually a, a, a choice that we must confirm on a daily basis. We have to confirm our love for Christ. That's right. As we go along through life, we're going to make some more choices. And they're either going to be God choices or not. And as we do, when we make the God choices, we are confirming our love for Christ and giving him glory. Why? Because that's what Adam didn't do. That's what Adam didn't do. 
Adam knew exactly what was going on. Eve might have been deceived, and she was, the scriptures say, but Adam wasn't. Adam understood what was going on, and he still rebelled. Think about that. That was not his best choice that day. And then after that, he made decisions in alignment with his bad choice. And we do that too. We make the wrong choice, and then the next step is to make another wrong choice. And the next step is to make another wrong choice. And we keep going down that path until something comes along to interfere with our progression or until God gets our attention. That's how it works. So how did I get to be backslidden? You made a series of wrong choices. And sometimes you threw caution to the wind. Another bad choice. Amen? So, In Deuteronomy, chapter 30, verse 19, Deuteronomy, chapter 30, verse 19, Deuteronomy, chapter 30, verse 19, we find the following passage. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, God is talking, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, then he tells you what the answer is. He gives you a pop quiz, and then he tells you what the answer is. Amen? Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. Through Moses, God says to us today, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that both you and your descendants may live. Amen? The decisions we make affect the generations that follow us, whether they choose to follow in our path or not. This path that we have marked out through our commitment to Jesus Christ and our faith in him will speak to them even when they don't want to hear it. Our lives have a voice even after we leave. It's the truth. There'll be one person to get up and say, Grandmama always said, pray to Jesus. Our lives speak 
I can remember grandmama going in the room with her Bible and getting on her knees and praying at two in the morning when she thought I was asleep. Our lives speak. What we do for Christ lasts. It makes an impact in the natural world and in the spirit realm. And though your great-grandson may think he's doing what he wants to do because he's free and he can do what he wants to do, that same example that you have set is coming after. There's some things you just cannot escape. Amen? And we need to remember that. Those of us who have family members that could care less about Jesus or living the gospel, even though they've been fully exposed, the gospel is still coming after them. Stand your ground. Stand your ground. Stand your ground. Don't, oh, look at what, never mind that. Jesus knows the day, the moment, the hour, the minute that the Holy Spirit's going to say, okay, you're coming or not. Stand your ground. Amen? First Kings chapter 18, verse 21. First Kings chapter 18, verse 21. First Kings chapter 18, verse 21. You know, the Holy Spirit is reminding me of even natural occurrences that, that, that's that way. I was watching one of these build a house shows, you know, like um, this old house kind of show, where they build the house, and they repair the house, and they take it down and put it back up, and when they finish, it looks great. And you never can tell it was that shack it used to be that I thought they would have just taken the bulldozer and just took it away. No, that's not what they did. They took it apart. They put a new roof. They put a new porch. They painted it. They cleaned it. They pressure washed it. I mean, they did a lot of work. They put in new floors, new walls, new this, new that. And you never would know it was the same old shack. And when, at the end, the family comes back to see it. And then they say, you know, this is perfect. Grandpa would have loved this. He would have thought this was wonderful. He used to come up here and work on this cabin so we would have a place to come together as a family. See, what you do matters when you're gone. Don't throw your hat in and say, oh, they'll never. Yes, they will. Oh, yes, they will. Remember that song I sang you about a hard head will make a soft behind? Well, it will. It still works that way. God has a chastening rod, and believe me, he doesn't miss a stroke. All of us need to remember that. So, in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 21, God does his choice thing again. See, this is really him. He does this you choose thing again. 
And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? Two opinions, you double-minded person. You One minute you're on your left foot, and the next one you're on your right. Make up your mind. How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him, not a word. They didn't answer a word. Saints of the Lord. If God, if the Lord is your God indeed, then follow him and follow him completely and fully. But if not, follow your own God. Baal is a name given to several false deities or false gods. The purpose of this false god was to draw persons away from the true and living God. So it's not like, so you said, well, why didn't God wipe out Baal and wipe out all the Baal worshipers? And No, he's giving you a choice. Why do we still have the worldly people doing all the horrible things they're doing? Because you have a choice. Even when you're not saved, you have a choice. You decide the people you like to be around and the people you don't like to be around. The answer comes from within you. You make up your own mind. Do you want to hang with the crew that goes to the bar? Oh, you want to hang with the crew, just forever smoking the weed, plus the alcohol. You know which crew you want to be with, or are you just sick of all that and you don't want to hang with any of them? It's your choice that determines what happens next. And we all need to be aware of this, that as we are making individual choices, it's opening doors and closing doors right in our face. Whether we see the doors or not, our choices are opening us up to other opportunities, be they good or evil. Amen? So, saints, on a continual basis, we will make choices of whether to follow God or some other entity. Are we going to obey God or someone that we love dearly and favor? Mm-hmm. Are we going to obey God or follow our own intentions to achieve some desire? You choose. You choose. You get to choose whom you will serve. Amen. We should also know that our God tries the heart and has pleasure in uprightness. He tries the heart, and he takes pleasure in our uprightness. Now, does that matter to you? Saints, God will try our heart. He will try our emotions. He will try our thoughts. Yes, we will be put to the test to determine what we have chosen. Yes, 
what we have chosen, not what we say that we have chosen, but in truth, our choice. It's real. God is very real. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 3. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 3. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 3. The fining or refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold. But the Lord trieth the heart. The Lord trieth the heart. How do you get the scum and the dross out of the silver and the gold? Well, you put it in a refining pot for silver and in a furnace for gold. And the impurities rise to the surface. The impurities, just like when you're, um, when you're par- parboiling meat, you put it in this big pot with some liquid in there, and you let it bubble, and the scum comes to the top. That's the impurities. You clean that off. And what's left is your broth. In the same way, God allows trials and tests and circumstances in our lives to do the same thing. And in so, he tries our heart. You're not going to get up in his face and tell him, oh, Lord, I love you. Oh, I love you, Lord. And you know just what you've been doing and what you plan to do that you have no business doing. Amen. It's a real world. We have a real God. (laughs) We have a real God. Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 3. Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 3. Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 3. But thou, O Lord, knowest me. Thou hast seen me and tried mine heart toward thee. But thou, O Lord, knowest me. Thou hast seen me and tried mine heart toward thee. Amen. Amen. First Thessalonians chapter two, verse four. First Thessalonians chapter two, verse four. First Thessalonians chapter two, verse four. But as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God, which trieth our hearts. God tries our hearts. So, saints, where do you stand? Who is on the Lord's side? If that plumb line were to come to you, where would you be? Where would you land? Who is on the Lord's side? Amen. That's a good question. 
It's a fair question. Saints, if we choose to follow the Lord, he'll give us protection. He promised that in Revelation chapter 3, verse 10. Revelation chapter 3, verse 10. Revelation chapter 3, verse 10. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation. He says, if you keep the word of his patience, he also will keep us from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. But you've got to be faithful to him. You've got to be faithful to him. Amen. So, Pastor, how do I make right decisions? How do I choose? Well, I'm glad you asked. For the saints of God, the answer lies in prayer. The answer lies in prayer. In prayer, we seek to discover God's will in the matter instead of attempting to convince God to do our will. That's right. Prayer has a purpose. It's to bring us into submission and agreement and obedience to God's will. It's not to try to twist God's finger to get him to do what we think we want him to do. Uh-huh. Well, you get that. Amen? Thanks God cannot be manipulated. And he cannot be. And he knows what you're trying. He's had lots of children. And most of them, at some point or other, have tried to whine their way into what they want. Amen? amen. You may as well say amen. You you wanted the one. Amen. Well, Pastor, what should I pray? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Psalm 25, beginning with verse 4. Psalm 25. Beginning with verse 4. You do know that you whined and whined and tried to sound so pitiful. Oh, no. And you went on and on and on. And the Lord listened to you and was forbearing with you while you learned to grow up. Amen. Mm Mm-hmm. Everybody's pulled that stun on him. He's not he's not lost on it. Psalm twenty five, beginning with verse four. Show me thy ways, O Lord, teach me thy path. Lead me in thy truth and teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. You mean I have to wait on God? Yes. He's not a bellhop. You ring the bell, he's supposed to show up in two seconds. Sorry. (laughs) You're going to have to mature. Ah, yes, that word, maturity. Mm. 
Yes, that's a good word. Capital M, maturity. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy path. You might have to pray it more than once. Really? That's right. Lead me in thy truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. So you're saying to God that you really do want him to show you his way and to teach you his pathway and to lead you in his truth because he's your God, and so you're going to wait on him to get this done in you while you whine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know about that. Amen. That's what you're going to do. Yeah, that's what you're going to do. You're going to wait on God. So let's go to Psalm 25, verse 9. Psalm 25, verse 9. The meek will he guide in judgment. The meek will he teach his way. So one of the things God has to do in our lives is he has to cause us to become teachable. I know you thought you had that automatically. No, it doesn't come in an instant package like the mashed potatoes in the grocery store. You know that's horrible tasting. <laughs> it's terrible. But anyway, it's not instant. You can't take a cube and put it in a cup and put some hot water on it and stir it up, and then you have it. It's not like that. You have to go with God at the pace God sets for you. I know you didn't want to hear that, church, but I'll say it again. At the pace that God sets for you. If you run ahead, he's not going to tell you to come back. He's going to let you run till you hit a wall. You can run as hard and fast as you can, and he'll still be standing where you left him waiting on you to get the point. After all, he's God. Amen? The meek, the teachable, those that will humble themselves and sit with him and listen to him and obey the promptings of the Holy Spirit. You know, I want you to go over and speak to that lady. Lay down. Lord, I don't like that lady. I don't don't like her, and I don't want to go over there and talk to her. Well, okay, he's got to work on you right there at the I don't want to. He comes to work on your I don't want to. And it's, it's time for you to give up the I don't want to to say yes, Lord. Amen? I, I don't want to do that. Okay? Today you need to eat spinach for your vegetable. I don't want to do that. Do we have some cheese? I still don't want to do it. Well, he has to work on you because you actually need the vitamins that come in spinach in your body. It's good for you. I don't want it. So God has to work on you, you see. That's one of the reasons he enjoys you having children. So you get the point. Amen? (laughs) Okay, you need to get the point. See how he's acting? The same way you act. Psalm 27, verse 11. 
Psalm 27, verse 11. Psalm 27, verse 11. Teach me thy way, O Lord. Lead me in a plain path. Because my enemies, they're going to get me, God. They're coming after me. Help me. (laughs) Well, okay, do it my way, and you won't have so many problems. Teach me thy way, O Lord. Lead me in a plain path. Why do I need a plain path? Because I'm liable to just do any old thing. You said walk, and I'm liable to go that way when you really want me to go this way. That's why. Amen. We know about this. Psalm 143, verse 10. Psalm 143, verse 10. That's right. Psalm 143, verse 10. 143, 2.10. Teach me to do thy will. We're real good at trying to do our own, but we have to learn how to do his will. Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. Help me stay out of trouble, Lord. I seem to be able to find it in my sleep. Help me stay out of trouble. I walk outside and trouble says, hi, I've been waiting for you. (laughs) Help me to stay out of trouble, Lord. Teach me to do thy will. For thou art my God and thy spirit is good. Let's go to Psalm 25, verse 12. Psalm 25, verse 12. Psalm 25, verse 12. Psalm 25, verse 12. What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. So in order to get this done, you're going to have to reverence the Lord. He's going to have to be more important to you than anybody or anything else, including yourself. And you're going to have to honor him with obedience. This is the one he will teach in the way that he shall choose. And no, you don't get to pick the way he does. It's one of those parental responsibilities. Amen? Amen. You see, the baby doesn't decide when it's time to be weaned. The mother does. Amen. Amen. And when the mother says it's time to be weaned, that's when it's time to be weaned. You can throw a fit. You can have a tantrum. You can fall out in the grocery store on the floor and holler and scream. But when she says it's time, it's time, and that's it. And I've seen them fall out in the grocery store on the floor. Throw a fit. <laughs> but it didn't change the thing. <laughs> it changes nothing. Psalm 32, verse 8. Psalm 32, verse 8. You know, there's some grown folks that fall out on the floor hollering and screaming. 
crying and tearing on before God. And he's like, aren't you tired of that yet? (laughs) Psalm 32, verse 8. Psalm 32, verse 8. You know, you didn't didn't vacuum this week. I know it doesn't smell that good down there. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can feel that look. You can feel it. I know. I felt it all through my life. I could feel times when God was actually looking right at me. And I knew what the right thing to do was, and I decided to do it. Why? I was scared. (laughs) I just tell you the truth. When we were little, they taught us that God could pull back the clouds in the sky and let go with a lightning bolt and kill you right down the sidewalk while you were doing hopscotch. Really? He can do that? And so we were very careful to try (laughs) to do the right thing. We didn't always do the right thing, but we tried. Why? Because God could just pull back the sky and kill you in a second and fry you. I said, wow. (laughs) So we decided we would try to do right. The rest of them, they didn't care. (laughs) So saints, ask the Father to teach you his ways. And to teach you his path. I didn't know you could do it like that, God. I know. Most folks are fully entrenched in following their own feelings, their own thoughts, and their own emotions. So much so that even when the will of God is clearly revealed to them, they go their own way still. So you must pray for God to teach you his way and his path. Amen. You got it. For all who missed the previous broadcast do recast it more than once. For all who heard it, recast again. Saints, our carnal reasoning is a hindrance a barrier, a blockage in learning to make decisions and choices which are led by the Holy Spirit. You know, there's a part of the prayer where I talk about uh, science and human reasoning or human logic and demonic knowledge exalting itself against the knowledge of God. Well, we do that. We look at it from what we think we can see, from our perspective, not God's perspective, ours. And we make a determination that we think such and such and such and such. Well, there are times when we are very wrong. With all of our efforts to think that we are right, we are very wrong. I have seen people that went through their process of determination to think that they are right. And watch them vote for a Satanist, a person that I knew was a Satanist. And I went, okay. 
Well, I'll let God take that up with you because you're going to have to face him and explain to him how you did that. Amen. You know, there's this scripture in the Old Testament that talks about, tells them how they had to choose the leader. He had to be one of God's followers. He can just be anybody. And just because they say, I, mm-mm, no, 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 no. You got to check this out with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Remember now, Jesus' choices. Jesus's choice, the choice he made when he was here as a human in a human body dealing with a carnal nature, Jesus's choice was to always obey the will of the Father. How do you know that? Because he said so. John chapter 8, verse 29. John chapter 8, verse 29. John, the gospel of John. Chapter 8, verse 29. Jesus speaking. Amen. And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone. For I do always those things that please him. And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. Mm-hmm. So, saints, it is possible to obey the Father in 100% success. Jesus proved it. I know, <laughs> but he did. He proved it. Tempted in all points, like as we are, yet without sin. He did it. So it's possible to do it. So each of us must decide if we're going to give high regard to our own carnal thoughts or to give the highest regard and obedience to our Lord Jesus. You choose. Amen? Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3, and you know what verse. Yes, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. You know your Bible ought to fall open to that automatically. Trust in the Lord. With all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord. When you trust the Lord, you don't have to lean on what you think, what you feel, and what you believe. You can step higher and walk in Jesus' faith. Yes, that's how you do it. It's like you get in the elevator and you push the button to go up and it takes you up. 
Well, that's how you do that. You have to trust the Lord and what he says and in the way he's leading you, even if you can't see anything in front of you that looks like the right thing. And lean not to your own understanding. What does that mean, Pastor? It means don't depend on what you think and what you just hear from your little buddies around you and so on and so forth. You have to shut all of that audio out, even your own thoughts, and get quiet with the Lord and let him speak to you. Amen. You have to shut your own mouth sometimes. But he just preached that not too long ago, didn't he? Uh-huh. Or else what you'll hear is what you've been saying to yourself over and over. That carnality, you'll be repeating it. It'll become a mantra, and then he'll have to go, um, <clears throat> just to get your attention. In all thy ways, does that mean you can do it on Monday but not do it on Wednesday? He said all. What, what, what comes, what's outside of all? Nothing. All is as inclusive of everything. It's inclusive of everything. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. That means he has to come first, not you. He takes the preeminence, the Bible says, and he shall direct. You need to highlight, he shall direct. Your opinion is not the director. Amen? Be not wise in thine own eyes. Well, you think you've got this. Chances are the last time you thought that, it got you in some trouble too. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Amen? All right, let's go to Proverbs 14, not far away. Proverbs 14, verse 12. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. Amen. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 12. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Hmm. So there is this pathway this way that to this person seems to be the right thing to do. But by the time you get to the end of the road, you find out it's actually the ways of death. That's why we do Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 7, isn't it? All right, let's go on to Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21. Proverbs chapter 19. Verse 21, Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21. Amen. Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 21. There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. Not all your little schemes and devices and ideas and plots and plans. You know how you do it. You know how you are. 
Amen. You know, it's funny. The Lord will tell you to go to the grocery store and to buy this one thing. Let's just say it's pudding. And he tells you to buy the the pudding you don't normally pick. And so what you do is you stand there in front of the pudding while other people are trying to get by. And you dither back and forth about which pudding you really want to get. Now, you already know what he told you, but you're in there trying to decide what you want to do. And so you buy one. You pick it up. And you take it up front to ring it up. And then you happen to look at the expiration date. And the one you pick, not the one the Lord told you to pick, the one you pick, it's expired and they don't have any more. You get it? So you hand that one to him and you go back and you get the one he sent you to get to begin with. Understand? That's how it works. It's just that simple. The gospel is really quite simple. You just have to go along with God. Amen. Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 23. Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 23. Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 23. Oh, Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. Really? The way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. Maybe you need to make yourself one of those poster boards and put this scripture on it and put it right over the door so you can see it every day. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. God didn't give you that. If you want to walk the right way, you're going to have to come to him to get your steps. Because the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. Right? Amen. Amen. This is what you call an educational sermon. Galatians chapter 6, verse 8. Galatians chapter 6, verse 8. Galatians chapter 6, verse 8. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. If you keep on sowing to your carnal nature, you're going to get all the corruption that you could possibly want. At some point, it would be wise to make a better choice. Because he that sows to the Spirit, the Spirit of God, notice that's a big S, God's Spirit, shall reap of the Spirit of God. Life everlasting. You can't have it both ways. It's one or the other. 
Romans chapter 8, verse 6. Romans chapter 8, verse 6. Romans. Romans chapter 8, verse 6. Romans chapter 8, beginning with verse 6. For to be carnally minded is death. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And so the other sermon that you're looking for in the archives is entitled Life and Peace. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is at war against God. It's in warfare. It's shooting torpedoes and missiles all the time. The carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. They that are in the flesh running around in self, cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh. You've been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. But in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. I don't care how long he's been going to church. I don't care if he built the church. If he doesn't have the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. That's the cutoff. I don't care if he's a deacon and he passes out the Holy Communion. If he doesn't have the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Period. There is no discussion about it. He's not a Christian. He doesn't belong to Jesus Christ. And she doesn't either. See, this is the cutoff. Well, how did you end up with him for a son-in-law? Well, he said he was a Christian. I said, does he act like a Christian? Well, 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 <laughs> no, well, that was that woman by the well, and she switched her program. What do you mean, well? No, he's not a Christian. In fact, look at look at the insignia on his car. He got skull heads and all of that other kind of stuff. Is that a Christian? <laughs> Come on. Come on. Do not sit there and lie to yourself for convenience sake. Do not go along to get along. That's not Jesus. Jesus doesn't like lies at all. Amen? Amen. This is the bottom line, saying, If any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And I don't care how much you want to make them be a Christian because they said they was a Christian. This is what lasts. You just read it. 
Okay? We just read it. We just read it. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stay. The bottom line is what did God say? That's what God said. All righty, and that's it. Isaiah 55, beginning with verse 8. Isaiah chapter 55, beginning with verse 8. Isaiah chapter 55. Beginning with verse 8. Amen. Isaiah chapter 55, beginning with verse 8. For my thoughts, God says, are not your thoughts. That's why you have to ditch yours for his. Amen. Then we there's this part in the, in the prayer, in the our cry part that says that we'll put aside our own our own opinions and preference for his opinion. Don't we say that? All right, here it is. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways. We ask the Lord to, to teach us not to hold on to the ways that we've embraced, but to teach us his ways instead. Don't we ask for that? All right, here it is. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Amen? So ditch your idea and roll with him. You got it? Amen. Ditch your idea because that's not going to fly anyway. It has no wings. Amen. Those who choose may make mature choices and decisions. How can that be, Pastor? Well, mature decisions are based on spiritual considerations and God's goals for us. Mature decisions are based on spiritual considerations and God's goals for us. Childish decisions are mostly based upon physical circumstances, natural concerns, or personal desires. I'll give it to you again. Mature decisions are based on spiritual considerations and God's goals for us. Childish decisions are mostly based upon physical circumstances, natural concerns, or personal desires. It can't be all about you. Amen? Amen. So, saints, we are instructed by the scriptures. The scriptures? Of course. Let's go to Psalm 119, verse 105. Psalm 119, verse 105. Psalm 119, verse 105. 105. O is an alphabet. Zero is a numeral. Amen. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word. 
is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Yes, the scriptures show us where we are standing. Whether we're standing on the rock or we're standing on sinking sand. The scriptures show us where we are standing and where we are headed. Just in case you made the wrong choice and desire to change your course. God's words to us are are a very bright lantern to light the path ahead of us and to keep us from stumbling. Now, some of us in the natural, we trip over our own two feet. So you know we need a lantern and a big one at that. Amen. Psalm 121. Psalm 121. Psalm 121. Amen. Psalm 121. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hill from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. This is the word of the Lord. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. While you're going there, you see the psalmist has come to the conclusion how he needs to handle the situation. First of all, he tells you what he's going to do with his eyes. He's going to lift them to the hills from where his help is coming from. Then he tells you who is his help. His help comes from the Lord that made heaven and earth. He's very specific about it. And then he goes on to tell you that the Lord is the keeper. Not whatever it is you thought was the keeper. No, it's the Lord. And the Lord, they used to work out in the field. This was an agricultural community. And with your right hand, you were forever reaping. You were reaching for the fruit. And the sun would hit your your right hand, and it would get sunburned. So he says, the Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. So much for moonstruck. 
The Lord is the one who shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. He preserves your going out and your coming in from now on. We need to remember that. Saints, we are to set our sights on the rich treasures and joys of heaven where Jesus sits on the right hand of the Father. Saints, allow heaven to fill your thoughts. Don't spend all your time worrying about matters down here. Actually, you should grow to the place where you have little desire for the things of this world. Your real life is in heaven with Christ and God. Focus on your real life. Don't worship the good things of this life all the time. All these things are passing away. You are living a brand new kind of life that is continually learning more and more of what is right and what is actually the nature and character of God. We are trying constantly to be more and more like Jesus. Choices. Choices. We have plenty of choices to make. Moses made a daring choice, full of risk. Yes, his own life was at stake. Ah, but look, look at the outcome. Look at the outcome. Look at the outcome. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming, that means highly regarding the reproach, the insults of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. He determined that the reproaches, the insults, the horrible things that happened because he was going to be associated with the Hebrews was no comparison to the reward that would come to him for believing in, waiting for, and going after the Messiah. He made a choice. It cost him his life, his livelihood, and his lifestyle. It cost him his life, his livelihood, and his lifestyle. Amen, you say. Moses opted for faith when he grew up. He chose not to be treated as the descendant of a king, but instead he chose to share the ill-treatment and insults and deprivation of a slave with God's people instead of enjoying the carnal pleasures of a sinful life. He thought 
thought that it was better to suffer for the promised Messiah than to own all of the treasures of Egypt. You got to realize Moses was in line to become Pharaoh. And you can't etch that part out of the story. It's in there. He was in line to become Pharaoh. He would own all of Egypt. And Egypt was a world power. We all know what a world power is, don't we? And we know what a world power can do. Egypt was the world power at that time. That's what he was in line for. And he gave it all up to become a slave and make brick with no straw. Amen. He chose to look forward to God's reward from above. That was a serious choice. That was a serious choice. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse eighteen. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse eighteen. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse eighteen. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal or temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Moses made a switch. He switched off the temporary and picked up the eternal. You choose. It's your turn to choose. Amen? Amen. Saints, we should always pray for the Lord's guidance. Really? Yes. Let's go to the book of Job. Job chapter 5, verse 8. Job chapter 5, verse 8. Job chapter 5, verse 8. You got to realize Moses didn't make that choice in three minutes. He had to grow into that decision. Give up all of Egypt and all of its wealth and all of its power. Give it all up, the throne and everything that went with it. He had to give it all up. Job chapter 5, verse 8. I would seek unto God, and unto God would I commit my cause. I would seek unto God, and unto God would I commit my cause. Whatever the situation is, I'm going to commit it to God. I'm going to seek him, and I'm going to commit it to him. Psalm chapter 34, verse 5. Psalm chapter 34, verse 5. Psalm chapter 34, verse 5. They looked unto him and were lightened 
and their faces were not ashamed. You see, Moses went through the hard part, the 40 years wandering out there in the desert and so on and so forth. He had to give everything up. And then he's out there with sheep and goats, and they don't smell so great, but you know, they ain't so bad. He had to live a completely different lifestyle. There were no women flocking to him, you know, with all this perfume, fine clothing. None of that was going on. Uh, the best he could do is get one of Jethro's daughters. That's the best he could do. So you got to think about it. By the time they got to the Red Sea, the picture was quite different. Pharaoh was chasing him down with his army and his chariots. And here he was standing before the Red Sea with all of these helpless people that were once slaves a day or so ago. And then God moved. The next time you watch the Ten Commandments, you'll see it a little different. And then God moved. You see, he gave it all up for that moment and all the moments afterwards. You see, you've got to decide where you're going to invest. Either you're going to invest yourself into the way you were raised to be or what you thought you were going to be or some celebrity that you're patterning your life after, or else you're going to invest in God and his plan. But your life is the investment that you will make. It's either one place or another because you can't do both. You cannot do both. It's one or the other. You choose. They looked unto him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. When Moses got to that point where the Red Sea opened and they went across on dry land, trust me, he had no shame. And neither did they. And the sea closed back down on Pharaoh and his army. They drowned in the Red Sea. Amen. You got to think about it that way. You got to think about it that way. Psalm 37, verse 5. Psalm 37, verse 5. Psalm 37, verse 5. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, not in the circumstances, in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Hand it over. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Didn't say you would. He does that. Amen. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6, you should know this by heart. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Amen. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. 
Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. It'll be his bright idea in your head. Don't try to take credit for it. Amen. It'll pop right up out of your spirit, man. And you'll go, oh, you'll get it. You'll have it. It'll be there, and the peace of God will be there too. Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. It was many, 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 many years ago when the Lord gave me this scripture. And I never forgot it. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. And thine ear shall hear a word behind thee saying, This is the way. Walk ye in it when ye turn to the right hand and when ye turn to the left. And thine ear shall hear a word behind thee saying, This is the way. Walk ye in it. He'll tell you. He'll just outright tell you. But you got to be listening. John chapter 16, verse 13. John chapter 16, verse 13. The Gospel of John chapter 16, verse 13. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. When the Holy Spirit is come, and he is come, he will guide you. But you see, you've got to be able to be guided. Hard-headed, bone-headed, stubborn people have a, t- have a time with that. Their pride gets in the way. He will guide you into all truth, and he will show you things to come. Praise God. James chapter 1, verse 5. James chapter 1, verse 5. James chapter 1, verse 5. I know you know this one because you just read it. James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, if any of you don't know what to do, if you don't know what the next step is and you don't know which way to turn and you haven't got it figured out, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Mm, That giveth to all men liberally. God's generous with his answers and upbraideth not. He doesn't get on your case because you didn't know the answer. And it shall be given him. We have a giving God. Aren't we blessed? When you don't know what to do, ask God. Now, this is what some people want to do. 
When some people don't know what to do, they want to ask pastor before they ask God. Okay, there's a right order here. You ask God, then you can email pastor at gproom at outlook.com. Amen? Let's keep, let's keep the first one first. See, some people want to stay in their uh, pampers forever and forevermore. And they don't want to ask God. But you do have to ask him. Then you can email pastor at gproom.outlook.com. Amen? Pastor may be slow, but she'll answer you. Saints, God the Holy Spirit is our comforter, counselor, intercessor, and helper. To ignore him and his ministry to us is great foolishness and sin. That is right. God the Holy Spirit is our counselor and tutor. You've been given everything you need to succeed. <clears throat> and is the one who assists and supports us. He comes alongside to help to guide us. Blind people need a guide, okay? Blind people need a guide. And you know you don't know what you're doing. You just think you do. Why overlook him to your own hurt? Grieve not the Holy Spirit, the Bible says. Amen? It's your choice. It's your choice. Thanks our God loves us. The Father himself loves you. Jesus, your Lord, loves you. The Holy Spirit loves you. Love, God's love, always chooses the best for us. God's love always chooses the best for us. Psalm 84, verse 11. Psalm 84, verse 11. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Proverbs 10. Verse 22, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. Amen. Jeremiah 29.11. Jeremiah 29.11. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. God said he's not promising you any evil. He's not trying to provide you with any either. 
So thou shalt not bear false witness against thy Savior, healer, deliverer, and Lord. He says he's got, he knows what thoughts he thinks towards you. And they're thoughts of peace and not of evil. He wants to give you an expected end to your hope. Luke chapter 12, verse 32. Luke chapter 12, verse 32. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Amen? So, saints, the best decisions and choices come from God. You won't find them necessarily in Vogue magazine. Amen? Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 25. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 25. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended and the flood came and the winds blew. Sounds like a hurricane to me. And beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. There is security and stability in being founded upon a rock, when that rock is Jesus. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 22. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 22. When thou goest, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. And when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. Really? Yes. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is life. And reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Verse 22 again. When thou goest, it shall lead thee. The scripture. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee, the word of God. When thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. Your Bible should be dear to you. Numbers chapter 22, verse 18. Numbers chapter 22, verse 18. And Balaam answered, If Balak would give me his house full of silver and gold, I cannot go beyond the word of my God to do less or more. If Balak would give me his house full of silver and gold, I cannot go beyond the word of the Lord my God to do less or more. Amen. Psalm 119, verse 24. Psalm 119, verse 24. Thy testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. Thy testimonies also 
are my delight and my counselors. This book talks, if you'll listen, Psalm 119, verse 133. Psalm 119, verse 133. Order my steps in thy word. Order my steps in thy word. And let not in any iniquity have dominion over me. Then God has given you a pastor who hears from God. She may be contacted at gproom at outlook.com. Amen. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. But he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. So you choose. You choose. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 18. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 18. Every purpose is established by counsel, and with good advice, make war. It's your choice. It is your choice. You get to choose how this is going to turn out for you. Amen? Amen. I've known people that sat up in church their whole life, and they refused to give up an evil lifestyle they had. And when it was time for that person to take their last breath, Everybody knew that they didn't go to heaven. The Holy Spirit didn't have to come and make an announcement during the funeral. Everybody knew because everybody knew that that person decided that they could not let go of that wicked, evil, and perverse lifestyle that they had. My dad used to say, you can fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. You choose. You choose this day who you're going to serve. Amen? Amen. Amen. You choose. You decide. The decision is yours. Pastor's not going to make it for you, and neither is anybody else. It's a decision you have to make, and you have to live with it. See, there's consequences with every decision and every choice. And we have to be ready to embrace the consequences, don't we? It's part of growing up. It's part of maturity. It's part of life. Whatever you decide, there are consequences, good or evil. And you have to be ready to deal with the consequences of your decision. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we wear the armor of God and we're covered with the blood of Jesus and we're the head and not the tail. And no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. You are our shepherd and we shall not want. You have supplied all of our needs according to your riches and glory and we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So we cast down all imaginations and bring 
into captivity every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We cast all of our cares upon you because you care for us. We thank you that we walk in divine health, and by your stripes, Lord Jesus, we have been healed. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, decisions, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy in Jesus' name. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, all reporting Listeners, watchers, peeps, whispers, familiar demons, all electronic, digital, and technology demons in their attacks, Leviathan spirits in their attacks, brainwashing Kundalini spirits in their attacks, water and marine spirits in their attacks, sex devils in their attacks, unclean spirits in their attacks, passive devils and their attacks, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust, sorcery devils in their attacks, attacks, seducing, womanizing, drone spirits and their attacks, the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons, we bind all whoredom spirits and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer and the seducer and their attacks, all targeted radio frequency, all pulse weapons and their attacks, all microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks. (coughs) Father, in the name of Jesus, we take authority, dominion, and power over this demon that was sent against my throat to keep me, mm -mm, to keep me from doing this part. I send the attack back in Jesus' name. Full throttle, nothing left. Thank you, Lord. You sit there and wait till I get to this part to attack me, but the attack is now yours. All of your weaponry is bound. All of your shields and protections are destroyed. You will get this attack in Jesus' name. We bind all whoredom spirits in their attack, all the voices of the stranger in their attack, all targeted radio frequency attacks, all pulse weapons in their attack, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer in their attack, all microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, hypnotic trance devils in their attack, all mystic rituals in their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. 
We bind all microwave frequency weapons, 5G and all components, everything from outer space, from any other galaxy, from any orbit, from any satellite, from any planet, from any station on any planet, any beams being sent against us. We reflect them back. We raise the shield of faith and send them back in the name of Jesus Christ. Anything coming through the cell towers and through our electronic devices, we send you back in Jesus' name. We bind our electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno-paganism, mind control by the occult, force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology. Pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, binding all vibrations, which are demons. You are bound in Jesus' name. We overturn and empty all cauldrons, chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes. Pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo binding, directed energy microwave weapons binding all vibrations which are demons, binding electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno-paganism and mind control by the occult. We thank you, Lord. We bind We bind every order of magic and mystic arts, Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Island, Ruka de Ibrisha Ladiapa, Runga de Ibrisha, Malaysia, Runda Ladia Kurikita, Baltic States, Rika de Ibrisha, Russian, Chinese. Japanese, Arabian, all the countries bordering the Mediterranean Sea. We bind your witchcraft in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind every solitary Satanist in the name of Jesus Christ and all their witchcraft. We take authority, dominion, and power over every spirit of witchcraft under the sound of my voice in Jesus' name. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We chain you with eternal chains under darkness. We cage you in the spiritual cage, and we send you to the feet of Jesus for immediate judgment. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We bind every coven, covens of witches, warlocks, wizards, sorcerers, diviners, pagans, trolls, spies, in Jesus' name. Also, all covens of surveillance, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We blind you and deafen you. We mute you, muzzle you, and gag you with the blood of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over covens of witches, warlocks, wizards, sorcerers, diviners, pagans, witch doctors. Every global cabal. The NWO. The UN, the WEF, and the WHO. We bind you and all your members and all their wicked works and plans and agendas in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over every global cabal and all those that come under the covering of the Illuminati. You are bound in Jesus' name. 
all of your works, all of your plans, all of your agendas, all of your wickedness, all of your evil is bound in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you that the Bible does say that you will be destroyed by your own wicked devices. We give you praise, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, hyperactivity, low levels of dopamine. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect. We bind all satanic ritual abuse, devils, satanic worship, witchcraft dedications, and all rituals done on the phases of the moon. We thank you, Lord. We bound all the rituals that were done on the moon yesterday. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, Spy, sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of, inf- of injected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the fool's anger. We bind the carnal mind. We bind food, lust, addiction, and gluttony. We return to sender according to the covenant, all and every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapons, false flags, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, all blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, and sin against us. Astral projection, sending the demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind, binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender, all witchcraft attacks through channeling the satellite and against the website and app. Returning all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, jujus, hexes, vexes, and such. All tribal witchcraft returned in Jesus' name. All Chaldean witchcraft returned in Jesus' name. All Spanish witchcraft returned in Jesus' name. Breaking and destroying our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink which are displeasing to Jesus Christ. Binding superficial religious acts. Binding magic spells for love, money, protection, black magic, white magic, candle magic, hoodoo, root work, lucky charm, time magic, and folk magic spells. 
binding the demons of energy, boomeranging their wicked works upon them, binding on magical language, magic signs, and magical patterns, even in numbering, binding synchrony, binding and caging Poseidon and all underwater devils, stripping them of their crowns and powers, and, and transferring them to Jesus Christ, binding Jewish black magic mysticism, magic writings, magic artifacts, Binding the essence of magic and Jewish magic practices, amulets, bowls, precious stones, incantations, divining practices, magic spells, and potions. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, and the Great Reset, make-believe fantasy, fables, enchantments, la-la land, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressors and the spirit and the children of disobedience, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic, spirits and practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, Haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. You are bound in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the king of pride, all of his underlings and agents, and we chain you with eternal chains under darkness, and we cut off all your heads in Jesus' name. We bind all human, demonic blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, idle mind, unfocused mind, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirit, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, violence, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilek, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Osiris, Isis, On, and all false deities, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and in 72, and we chain you with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, signals. And we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the powers of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, pledge, and vow in Jesus' name. We bind the rituals, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grip, Freemasonry, the rituals of every secret society, the order of the Eastern Star, and the Demolay. We bind you all in the name of Jesus Christ. Forevermore, you will remain bound in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity, pride, work of error, and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled and misleading others. We return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. Father, we bind the works of those who work to bring honor to themselves. 
We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. We take authority, dominion, and power over every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, was transferred to us. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ, and we command you to leave us now. We take authority, dominion, and power over any demons coming through our computers or through our cell phones in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for Palestine, and for the whole world in Jesus' name. We pray for kings and all who are in authority and all true Christians, especially those that are being persecuted and were left behind in Afghanistan or some other place. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, we cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus. We cover our mode of transportation, and we take authority, dominion, and power over all the obstructions of the road. We thank you that your angels have gone forth to protect us. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. Father, we cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over demons of the day and night, bad dreams, night dreams, wrong imagination, sex dreams, anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams. We command them to stay away. We ask you for giant warrior angels to protect us and our property as we sleep through the night and day. We thank you, Lord, for your protection. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft, curses, or anything sent to us from the demonic realm. Oh, yes, we cut and burn all ungodly silver cords and ley lines and sever from ourselves all ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, plaques. Pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We tear down and destroy walls of protection around witches, warlocks, wizards, Satanists, nanotechnology, globalists, shamans, sorcerers, divinators, and liars. And we break the power of every love spell, every charm, vex, hex, and curse, fetish, psychic prayers and thoughts, witchcraft, death, bewitchment, potions. Psychic powers, psychic warfare, jinxes, brain frequency meditation, all forms of mind control, all forms of voodoo, destruction, sickness, pain, and torment, incense and candle burning, prayer chains, incantations, ungodly blessings, chanting, hoodoo, crystal root works, and everything else being sent our way. We take authority and dominion and power over tribal rituals and sins. In Jesus' name, we return to sender all the evil, all the wickedness, 
all the witchcraft, all the occult powers released against unwary people and against the members of the body of Christ in Jesus' name. We send back hate, bitterness, murder, jealousy, judgment, wizardry, sorcery, blindness, bondage, fear, and heaviness in the name of Jesus. We destroy every yoke that did not come from the Lord Jesus Christ. And we release over the members of Miracle Outreach Ministries the peace of God that transcends all of our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Rise for the benediction. Amen. Amen. Rise for the benediction. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God and Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. And the church said, Amen. Pastor loves you. Recast Friday. Recast uh, Wednesday. Recast today. And grow in Christ. Amen. 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 Pastor loves you. Obey God. Thank you.